This is the World Sportsbook Competition Podcast, brought to you by Avantage Entertainment. Hello and welcome to WSBC Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Eldon, and today I'm joined by Sudden Perks. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, good. Good, thanks, Luke. Good here as well. Good to be back for another week. Yeah, yeah it's good. And uh, obviously, I'm in high spirits yesterday after seeing my team finally lift the Premier League trophy after 30 long years and I haven't even been alive for 30 years so <laughs> <laughs> it feels like 30 years since you won it to be very honest with you yeah. Yeah. in my mind you won it in November so it, it's, it's been yeah. a long long wait <laughs> the longest Premier League of all time it's, it has felt that way as well it has yeah. Henderson did his famous ooh, that little thing he does the little yeah, the Hendo, Hendo shuffle, shuffle. Hendo shuffle it's nice. Uh, Apparently, he said as well. Um, I mean, I know probably many people out there don't care, but he said they like to do it because he like to face his team first and see everyone's like reaction ready to lift a trophy. So kind yeah. of cool. At least it's different, I guess. <laughs> but, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, I was. Oh my god! Finally seeing that trophy lifted. It's so weird because, like you said, Pooh, I've known. Pro- I- I'd say since Feb for me is when I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. But um, yeah, finally seeing that trophy lifted brought a big smile to my face. And as you can see, I can't stop smiling now. So. <laughs> <laughs> the hard work starts now, mate, going towards yeah. next season. It does. And I've had to put up with a lot of crap for most of my life being a Liverpool fan in terms of like the rivalry with United fans. So I'm taking this one. Finally. You finally got one. Or yeah. Domestically. Got anyway. one in the bag. Yeah. But... We also should talk about the other team in the game. That was Chelsea. Obviously, it was it was actually a pretty entertaining game. Uh, I don't know actually about you, Perks, and neutral because you seem to not enjoy these games so far since the restart. <laughs> no, I, I didn't enjoy it so much at the beginning of the restart. I think it's fair to say that the standard has improved whilst the players have fallen back into a rhythm, fitness-wise and technically, if you like. So no, I enjoyed it last night. I thought it was it was good. It's kind of what I expected. To be fair, I didn't think Liverpool were going to be too focused defensively. And they're obviously going to want to put on a show for for the zero fans in the ground to <laughs> to wrap up the title nicely. But no, I mean Chelsea. Chelsea's performance for me pretty much was reflective of their season. At points in the game, they looked unstoppable, mm. and then five minutes later, they looked like one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, they can't defend <laughs> no at all, and uh, it's well documented that they're signing offensive players in Ziyech and and Werner. They're Havertz with Havertz every day. Yeah. I mean that's fine that they will improve the team and they will enhance the squad. It will take them in the right direction, but if they don't fix their defensive problems, they're going to, they're going to struggle the same way next year. Mm. No, I'd agree. I think um, to be fair, it was, I thought it was an entertaining game, you know, eight goals. I mean, you can't ever moan when they got a game with eight goals. Um, True. And it's funny because at one point in the game, Chelsea could have easily got a point if not won the game. You know, when they got it back to four, three, they had a couple of chances. Well, Pulisic was, you know? uh, Playing really well since he came off the yeah, came off bench. So I was a little worried that we might throw it away, but ultimately, uh, Kepa doesn't have a save in him. So you know, yeah. (laughs) I mean, he was beaten by a couple last night that he ain't saving. But yeah, generally speaking, I mean, it it just goes in line with him, doesn't it? He he has such a low save percentage. Mm -hmm. When the ball goes towards him, you just know it's a goal. And I think the (laughs) it was the Oxlade Chamberlain one that just epitomizes it, where it's not an error. But you have to save it. Mm. He, he's he's actually moved okay across the goal. He could have done a little bit better, but he's got there. It's not been blasted at him. It's a decent contact, but come on, man! You're a, what seventy million pound goalkeeper. You have to. You just have to keep it out. And the thing is about that is that was at a time in the game when what was it, eighty second minute when you scored that goal. I think well, you know Chelsea that, at that yeah. point. Chelsea at that point were on the front. You know they just equalised before not equalised. Sorry, they, they got it back to four three. And they had the momentum and you're thinking, if that doesn't go in, they've got a chance here. So he could have cost them a lot of points there. You know, he could have cost them one, maybe even three points. So well, he could have Champions League that point. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think, you know, I, Frank Lampard, I I, I, I don't know. I, I sense a change in goal next season. I know I know people might say, oh, how are you going to get him out and stuff like that? You know, a lot of money, who's going to pay that? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be second choice. I don't know because... Yeah, like you don't need to get him out. You just need to get somebody else in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can recoup, if you can, then fair enough. You might get 20, 25 million from a, from a club in Spain. Who knows? But I mean, very honestly, if I'm Lampard today, I'm, I'm knocking on the door and I'm saying, get me to Stegen, get me Oblak, whatever mm-hmm. it costs, we need it. Um, they're just the two off the top of my head. I can't really think of anybody else out there that would that would be available in that category. 
unless you're taking a risk on somebody who's, who's consistent. Pope. Yeah, well, that, I was just there's thinking, the that, yeah, there's the risk. Um, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd want, I'd want one of the two. If you can get them, maybe they're unsignable. I don't know, but throw money at it. Literally solve the problem. It will, it will save them so many moments next Liverpool season. Liverpool had to do the same thing. Allison. Yeah. Yep. We tried the risks. They didn't work. They didn't pay off. So they just threw money yeah. at it and signed the world-class yeah. keeper. But yeah, that does bring us on to the final day of the season, which is obviously coming up this weekend and Chelsea's pursuit of Champions League football. They're currently sat in fourth on 63 points, um, level on points with United who are in third, but obviously United have a better goal difference because Chelsea just leaked goals. And uh, yeah, Leicester are one point behind in fifth on 62. And as we know, Leicester play United on the final day. So uh, the scenarios, obviously, if United and Leicester draw and um, Chelsea lose, then United and Leicester will get Champions League football. And essentially, if Chelsea just avoid defeat, it will be them. And then, you know, whoever takes the game in Leicester v United will be uh, getting Champions League football. So what do you guys think? How do you think it'll play out? Um, it's an interesting one because you look at, first of all, look at the Chelsea Wolves game. Obviously, everything riding on it for Chelsea. But also Wolves want to try and get, you know, secure one of the Europa League spots. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I think Chelsea, I, I don't know, I still sense Chelsea will have more of, more of the bit between the teeth just because Champions League's, you know, a little bit more important. Um, but Wolves, as we know, are a tricky team to come up against, whether it's home or away. So I, I don't think it's going to be easy for Chelsea. But I do get the sense they're going to get at least a point from the game. They might not even win it, but I can see them getting a point. So I think, to be honest with you, it's going to ride on the United-Leicester game for the other slot. So I I don't know. It's funny because everyone was saying after that draw United had against West Ham, oh, look, more frailties from United. But I can see United going there and winning, to be honest with you. Same. I don't know. For some reason, Leicester, to me, they're still not right since the break. They've not been right for a while. I mean, well, I know they've got a few decent results. Depleted, but... really. Yeah, no, they haven't come yeah, well with the injuries. injuries but... but to be fair, it's not like one or two. They've lost... Yeah, four or five key players and you know it's, it's no shame that they haven't dealt with it but you would hope as a Leicester fan other than the Sheffield United game which I thought they, they controlled quite well they've they've really let it get to them and it's obvious mm-hmm. they haven't looked at the level mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm the same as you guys I, I see United going there and, and taking care of business but it, it's basically a cup final it's, it's a one-off game everybody knows what's at stake and if if their key players come to the fore who really knows? I, I would I would say United, but I'm not 100 percent confident in my in my prediction. Um, I, I think in the other game as well, like you said, I think Wolves are a difficult task for anybody. I think other than Liverpool, when they play the top teams, they tend to get favourable results. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, they've they've done well against Chelsea anyway since they've since they've come back into the league. So I wouldn't be shocked if that was a draw. I don't see it being the most entertaining game ever. Mm-hmm. So I. As as it stands, I'm I'm sticking with it. I still think United and Chelsea will get the spots, yeah. but Leicester are more than capable. We know if they turn up on the day, and who knows, well, Vardy uh, in top form, he could do it. He could. Well, obviously, we did speak on the podcast last last week, and I said that I had a real bad feeling that they were going to lose both games, Leicester, and then obviously yeah. the Spurs game. I mean, three 0 very comfortable win in the end oh. for Spurs, which is worrying for Leicester fans. And I just have a, I'm like Sud, I have a real bad feeling that United are just going to turn up on I the day and it'll be like 2 0, but like a real comfortable 2 0 or something. Mm. Unless yeah, they I didn't can see really that. have a chance. I can see that as well. I mean, you know, the evidence would suggest that's not like the evidence in front of us in the whole season would say that was probably not going to happen because, you know, I know United had that, have had a nice spell, but we know they're inconsistent. I mean, the last three or three performances have been not good at all, really. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, the FA Cup performance was Mate, it's, it's Rio. Great. Every time Rio comes out and says something <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> it's the curse. Yeah. The but curse. yeah, I mean, the FA Cup performance, you know, really Chelsea won that game pretty easily. So I don't know. I just think, um, it, I guess it is one that we have to say is unpredictable, but I just, I, I think it's just for me, I just have that feeling. It's just like, a, it's not based off anything. I just have a feeling United are going to win pretty mm. comfortably. Well, it's probably based on the fact that if you discount the last two performances, United were fantastic. They had their, what was it, 19-game unbeaten run. Yeah. It's still fresh in people's minds. A couple of bad results doesn't turn you into an awful team. But no. if they have dipped, if it's not just a, a one-off game in the Cup where they change formation and then obviously going back to the norm in the league, it didn't quite work. But yeah, if, if it is 
at an end for them. They've they've fell off the cliff at the the worst possible time, just as Leicester have. So it could be the worst game you've ever seen based on based on the most recent performances. It could be. It could I'm be. going for a goal fest, by the way, though. I think it will be. <laughs> that that yeah. one will be exciting. I, I do think so. But yeah. I'm Chelsea hoping- Wolves to be boring, Leicester Wolves to be exciting for me. Leicester United, yeah. I like yeah, Leicester United. That would be interesting though. Chelsea Wolves and then they just throw Leicester in after it. Yeah, just it's like <laughs> a tag team match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One half of each. Yeah. Yeah. Preseason but, tournament right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Leicester fail to qualify for Champions League, is it still a good season, successful season? I know it'd be hard for Leicester fans to see that at this point in time because of well, being 14 points clear, it's one point and essentially in touching distance of Champions League football. It's it's hard to take if you don't get it. Well, we touched on this last week a little bit, didn't we, I think? And uh, I think I said that even though, you know, obviously Champions League football should have been a given from their position in November, December, I still think when you look at, like, the strength of their squad compared to those around them, the money they've got compared to those around I don't know. I still think fifth position would be a good achievement. You know, Tottenham and Arsenal, for example, should be finishing above Leicester, shouldn't they? the resources they have. I mean, in my opinion, the squads already have. I mean, maybe some people would argue this season, maybe Arsenal shouldn't be finishing above Leicester. Are they better than Leicester? Maybe possibly not. But I just, when you look at it traditionally, I think Leicester have done well to finish fifth. And even Wolves, to be honest with you, Wolves get sixth. If, if it's Leicester fifth, Wolves sixth, then they both overachieved a little bit as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wouldn't go against that with Leicester. I think the the age old argument though is that if you gave it to them at the start of the season, they would have ripped your hand off. But if you if you offered it in November, December, they would have laughed at you because that was then a point in time where Chelsea's consistency was all over the place. United couldn't put a run together, and it looked like it was pretty much top three confirmed, and then then a shootout for the fourth spot. But they haven't handled it well. We know that since. I'm trying to think how the fixtures fell, but since they got that hammering Liverpool against Liverpool, City, back to back. Liverpool and City back to back. I think it might have been the other I, way around, City Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, they had a couple after that where I don't think they were terrible. They they hammered Villa just before the break. I remember that four yeah. nil. But generally, there's a lot of games are in and around that way. It looked like it got to them, and I, I don't know why. This was when way back when they didn't have all these injuries. Uh, it just. Yeah, it, it, it got to them. I, I can't really think of another way of putting it. Maybe a little bit of complacency. Maybe they were performing above the level that they're actually capable of at the beginning. But, you know, it's 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 a ruthless game. We know that if you if you mess up to the extent that they have, mm-hmm. well, you're there to be shot at. You are. Mm-hmm. So overall, are we saying final day, we think the league table is going to be United third because I think we all think United are going to win. So United yeah. third, Chelsea fourth. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, even if it flips, that's my two. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Leicester. Yeah, sorry, Leicester. I do want Leicester to make yeah. Champions League football, but uh, I just don't, feel, don't think they will. Um, but yeah, let's move it on to, obviously, the relegation battle. And uh, yeah, Villa got a massive win against Arsenal after Watford got a tank in by C. Um, so uh, Villa leapfrogged them on goal difference. And the funny thing is, is that goal not being given to uh, Sheffield United could essentially relegate Watford. Yep. Now there's gonna do you reckon there could be a lawsuit from that? If they go down. I don't know. I don't I no, I don't think so. I mean, let's be honest. It, I mean, I don't know. I've not heard massive complaints about it. Since. I think they'd complain if they went down because of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's a bit it's disingenuous. Been big on social that, media in the last yeah, few days, I, know. I know that. I think it's a bit disingenuous to start going, oh, actually, yeah, we remember now there was that goal. <laughs> it's like, yeah, come on. That was, you know. At the end of the day, Watford for me, if Watford go down, it's their own fault because they were in prime position two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a decent chat. I mean, I think, were they six points clear at one point? I mean, or five points or six points at one point. And they've, you know, they've they've messed it up the last couple of weeks with poor results. So well, they obviously we, sat Nigel Pearson, which was strange. Yeah. What do we think of that? Because I think that is Very a ridiculous weird. decision at this point of the season. Two games to go. He's the only mm. one of the managers of all the other managers this season that have got a home win. Yeah. <laughs> and they've had three and Bizarre whatever caretakers start. yeah I, I'm, I'm shocked at the timing but it, I mean the, the Pozzo family we know they're absolutely ruthless and would say mm. reckless with, with the way that they handle their coaching stuff um, I think it's one of those that, from what I've read Pearson and, and the, the Pozzos they've had a disagreement or they've they've had a frank discussion about how things have gone or going to go and rather than just see it out 
for what they see as it's not going to change if he's there or if it's not, they've just kicked him out early. Doesn't shock me. No, I don't think it should shock anybody because it's it's Watford. The timing is strange, but I thought their performance the other night against City was disgraceful, to be fair. The little way they let them win. The, mm. the players looked absolutely shattered by it. Almost as if they've sat there and gone, really? I, I, and again, are we going to do this? And there's no reflection on Graham Stark or Hayden Mullins who took the team, but strange timing. And, and it's, even if you're going to do it, just just wait. Yeah, two fixtures. Wait. It can't well, you, com- you compare their performance to what Bournemouth did at the Etihad, and it's night and day. I mean, Bournemouth, like we said, deserved probably at least a point out of that game. And I know I, you know, I wouldn't begrudge them getting a point or even a win, to be honest. But you compare, you know, Bournemouth, they really put everything on the line in that game, didn't they? They defended for their lives, yeah. they counter-attacked when they could with pace. You know, they had a lot of dangerous stats, they had more shots than City. Um, but Watford, yeah, they, I mean, and Watford are the home team as well. They, I, I think, did they have two shots in the whole game and they were pretty much nothing? I shots. barely remember them getting out their own off. And City had yeah, like I mean, 30 shots it, or something. It was, it's like, it it's ridiculous. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, I know City can do that to any team, but even so, the, the performance of Watford wasn't good enough. And I, I don't know, I get the sense that I, I think they will go down, Watford, no. They've, Personally, they've got Arsenal away. Arsenal they? away. That's their last game. Yeah. And I know people will say, "Oh well, I guess we'll get onto this game as well." But you know, Villa beat them, but they did. But I don't know. I get the sense Arsenal at home on the last day. I just get the sense they'll beat Watford. I don't think they'll have many problems either. Um, and you know, it, and but you know, it's a scenario where both teams could lose, and it's who lo- loses the least mm. that goes down. And if you're looking at that, you'd say right now it's more likely that Arsenal are going to score more goals than West Ham. So. Um, I don't know. I get the sense that I get the sense Watford are gonna are gonna think, lose that the final. Do you think game. West Ham are gonna beat Villa? Well, I don't know. Not We're necessarily. Nice I think form, Villa could. Yeah, I think yeah. West Ham they have got a bit of momentum. I I could see them beating Villa, but I could also see Villa beating them. So that's one of them fifty fifty games to me, or a draw even. Mm. Like like every um, game, mate. It's the same old thing with you. Everyone could win, or it could be a draw. <laughs> it's like the Michael Owen, isn't it? Yeah. It could be a win. It could be a loss, but it also could be a draw. You know? oh, <laughs> they might win, but they might lose. They next, might also draw. Next week, he'll come on the pod and say, I told you. <laughs> I told you that. It was one of them results. No, but you get what I'm trying to say. You know, you can't really see Watford going to Arsenal and winning. I can't anyway. I can't, shocked. but you never shocked. know. Final day, stranger things yeah, have happened. True. But, but what? they just the way they played against City, it looked like they'd given up. <laughs> I actually, I don't know why. I get the sense at one point on that Sunday, Bournemouth will be safe at one point on that Sunday. Yeah, we should mention Bournemouth only three yeah. points, obviously, off safety, and they have Everton away. All three of the teams are playing mm. away from home. Uh, if Bournemouth play like they did against City away, they'll beat Everton. I I'm think so. pretty confident. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I, I do get the sense it'll be... I, I, get, I don't know. Does anyone else feel like we could see similarities to the Championship final then? Anyway, because we always think, ah, oh, it's going to be boring. The obvious thing happens, but it never seems to happen with these relegations. Something always surprising seems to happen. Like for, Watford will go 2 0 up against Arsenal in 10 minutes or something, or something crazy will happen, I think. Because yeah, I mean, on any given week, nothing does. goes to form. You never get every no. favourite winning, winning every game. It, it just mm-hmm. never works that way. But if you want a, a right here, right now example, look at the the final day of the well, the final night of the championship crazy, last night. Wasn't it? It was crazy. You had West Brom, Brentford, and Fulham all failing to win against yeah. teams that you would back them to beat. So, yep. literally anything can happen. Who knows? You you go into a game like Watford Arsenal, and I think everyone would pretty much say three nil, three one Arsenal, comfortable win. But yeah, I mean that they, they don't in essence have anything to play for, which might free them up a little bit. But if Watford go there a bit between their teeth. I wouldn't bet against it. I wouldn't feel overly confident saying it's a it's a foregone conclusion. Villa, I said last week, I wouldn't be so, sorry to see them go because they haven't offered anything. And sure enough, since then, and as a Coventry fan, obviously, <laughs> yeah, but let's be honest, wanted to play them next season, but no, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, or at least as things stand. But yeah, fair play to them. Decent performance against Arsenal. I don't think they were fantastic, but they didn't need to be because Arsenal, did Arsenal were that bad. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. efficient, workmanlike, fair play to them. It was decent. Um, I still think West Ham will beat them on the final day. So, so are you going that Bournemouth he, could stay up? You Because you've got obviously mm-hmm. Arsenal beating uh, Watford and West Ham beating Villa. 
Bournemouth Everton. Everton have been terrible. Well, yeah, been to good. be fair, I think I've gone this hard with it. Like I, I'm not going to veer away from my prediction two months, three months ago before before oh, football yeah, you even did came back. I, I said Villa Bournemouth would go down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna stick stick to it. Um, mm. But that Everton Bournemouth game is 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 anything, isn't it? If Everton are three 0 up at half time, you're not shocked. Sure. Likewise, Bournemouth. <laughs> so. I- if Bournemouth can have a day, if they can turn up and, and Wilson and King are firing and, and they, they have Brooks as well supplementing that, I, I definitely wouldn't put it past them. It's still there, but I do think it's an ask and I, and I don't see Ancelotti giving up the final day lightly because Everton haven't been great. You'll want to put that right. Mm. I'm looking oh. though, just quickly, Sud, I think. Yeah. Is it five, the goal difference between Villa have got a five goal difference better than Bournemouth? I think so. Not hundred percent. Swing there, right? Yeah. I assume the goal differences are all pretty similar between the three. But is there a is yeah. there a five for Bournemouth? Yeah, Bournemouth have conceded. Yeah. Uh, so I like, think it's so Bournemouth need a five goal swing to stay. Okay. It's not that much. That's not that bad. You know, though, a, a two nil, a three nil, something like that. It, no, it no. can happen, but. Mm. Yeah, but I, I do. I, th- I think you're dealing in the lands of miracles. With, oh, with I can't see West Ham actually beating Villa like three nil though. No. no, neither can I. It'd be like a one goal win. Or something, I think it'll be maybe, like but... the one goal in it. Yeah. The thing is, why well, I, I I don't know. I just get the sense this final day is not going to like be that. I said it before, but not the obvious thing that you think like oh this. I just I get the sense it's going to be a lot of twists and turns. I could like I said I could see at one point it being Bournemouth are staying up at one point in the you know in the ninety minutes like sixty minutes gone all oh, at the minute Bournemouth are staying up but then Villa a message gets through Villa you need one goal you two nil down you need one goal to stay up or something. Mm. Because that was similar. I don't. Well, you obviously followed it, first, wasn't it? To the yesterday with the championship. I mean, it was crazy. Oh yeah, some of the goals scored in the last minute, and the, well, promotion more, wasn't it? For Barnsley that? as well. Their last minute goal. Barnsley scored. Yeah, back to back games. I've done it for I think, them. Uh, Swan, yeah. Did Swansea score? Yeah, Forest Swansea. Started, they, uh, well, Forest ended up losing four one, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And then Swansea ridiculous. Won 4-1. That was crazy. a seven goal swing, wasn't it? Yeah, or an eight yeah, goal it swing. So it, look, it, it's possible. It can yeah, happen. It's possible. I'd say the standard is. If you've seen the defending from last night and some of the goals, <laughs> it's a little bit embarrassing. But yeah, I don't think we'll see that bad standard in the in the final day of the Prem. But it, even so, it, it's one where you, you predictions make an idiot out of you sometimes because Watford could go to Arsenal and, and surprise everybody. I, I don't think it's going to be as easy to say as Everton, Arsenal, West Ham will all will all tank the three that are down there and it's just going to be status quo. There's there's always something, like Sud said, there's a twist, there's a turn waiting somewhere, whether it's relegation or Champions League. I feel like there's going to have that moment that um, it'll be like 1-1 in the Everton-Bournemouth game or something and mm. you can see Bournemouth just pushing and pushing and somehow they only need a goal to stay up and there's just mm. going to be that nearly moment where it's like scrambles. I can just imagine like Josh King like this. Yeah. VAR. Josh VAR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was bad enough for Bournemouth um, yeah, in the game VAR, against Southampton. They thought yeah, they got the key was. point and it was taken and then they Eddie conceded Howell's again. Like, Eddie Howe's distraught face. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Do you, know, do you know what? Though? Would anyone be surprised if the relegation decided by VAR? No. Nope. Wouldn't surprise me. 89th minute, so one of them gets a dodgy penalty. Yeah, it took the words out of my mouth. Villa get a dodgy penalty or Watford get a dodgy penalty Emirates to get a point or something will happen, I think, and everyone's going to go mad about it, but... I hope that does happen because as a neutral who doesn't really care too much about who goes down, I'd, I'd be happy with that. Some controversy, but I'll take the entertainment final, yeah. value. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I think my final prediction, if I was going to give one, I, d- I do think at some point Bournemouth will be safe at some point in the ninety minutes. But I get the sense that Villa will eventually be the ones to stay up. That's my prediction anyway. Because I, I I do think Arsenal are going to beat Watford pretty comfortably, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be between Villa and Bournemouth. But I think Villa will just just do enough. I'm going to go. I I I definitely said back in the day, um, back in the day, back a few months ago. The, back <laughs> Feels like the back day. in the day. <laughs> it does actually, but I definitely said that Villa would go down in my predictions. So I'm going to stick with that. I think they're going to get turned over by West Ham, and somehow one of the other two teams are going to find it within to get a point in Watford's case or um, a win in Bournemouth's case with the swing, which seems unlikely, but. But you love a good fairy tale. I do. I'm yeah. going to go Bournemouth to stay up on the final oh. day because because I also I want them to stay up the most out the other two. I do like Bournemouth, yeah. From the other yeah, two. I'd, I'd go along with that. It's just obviously yeah. as we know, it's the least likely. Yeah, it's the least likely. It so takes you know a what? lot. I'll go for the fairy tale. I've had my fairy tale this season oh. with Liverpool winning the league, so I'll go with. Another. We've all gone different then. We've yeah, all gone, yeah. You've gone, gone with a different survivor. Yeah. Interesting. 
We have, and uh, well, we know your reason for Villa going down. <laughs> but do you know what, though? Now that you say it's about Watford, I've got. Do you know what I've got in the back of my head? Deeney, I've got that in the back of my head. Like ninetieth minute, will he be running off with his shirt off again? Like, Probably be on the bench in the ninetieth minute. Yeah, with his knee injuries. Gets yeah. sub now, then he gets <laughs> early. Yeah. But they might need him to somehow stay on. I know, they probably will. They look like a completely like, different team when he's not on. The thing about Deeney is as well, is he is the sort of character that he will just pop up with a moment like that. Mm. You know, just at the right time, the right place. I, you know, so maybe you're right, Perth. Maybe you'll be proven right. I yeah. always feel like Watford, when they lo- when they sub Deeney, they just lose that focal point mm. of actually yeah. being able to get up the pitch to try and attack. Although it didn't was- do much for them against City, did it? Yeah, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't fair, was it? I mean, no. they played... Nine at the back and Dini up front. I mean, it's just a waste of yeah. time even turning up. They won't do that again, I'm sure. There's, nah, there's no way so. they'll approach the game like that. They've got to go for it, haven't they? They do. Yeah, they got to be positive and, uh, well, yeah, go for the win. I mean, get the win, better chance of staying up. But, yeah, we'll see how that all plays out. Obviously, we've all given different predictions, so we'll see who's right next week's pod. Um, but we also want to talk about our team of the season because I believe it gets announced tomorrow tomorrow being friday yeah. um yeah. so we have decided to put together our own team of the season and we'll, we, we will agree ultimately on the wsbc's team of the season might take a while struggle to agree on the wsbc team of the season <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay well i'm gonna start off and in, we're gonna oh we should let in people goal. know it's four three three formation yeah. so and in goal i've actually gone nick pope and i feel like i'm the only one I've I've also gone Nick Pope. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm not going to even say mine. I know I will. I would have gone for Dean Henderson, but yeah, I think it's a close one between what Henderson, Pope, and maybe Allison. Although I don't think again, I don't think Allison's been as good as the previous season. Well, he was also injured for a yeah, yeah chunk yeah, of the first start. Of the season, so. My thinking with goalkeepers this year, I don't think anybody's performed at the absolute peak of their powers. I'm not saying they've been poor, but. I think we could have got a little bit more from Allison, from Edison. De Gea's off a cliff, so that's not even worth talking about. <laughs> and then you've got you've got Pope and Henderson, who have obviously had very good seasons. But equally, I still watch them sometimes and think, "Oh, come on, mm-hmm. you, you can you can just give a little bit more." But I've gone Pope on the basis of the clean sheets and probably just about the most consistent, closely think, followed by Henderson. I think I yeah. agree with you. Uh, well, obviously, I agree yeah. with you with Pope, but I agree on the point that he's been the most consistent. So that's why I went with him. They, yeah. like, there's no one really who's been outstanding like the, in the past couple of seasons. But yeah, I'll go Pope. So, um, right, Pope gets in. Unlucky, Sud. Yep. Yeah. Pope's yeah, in. Right. <laughs> Two to one. This game down. So, uh, right back. I hope we all agree. It went Trent. Yeah, it's a no-brainer, is it, really? Alexander Arnold, 100%. It's funny, though, you know, because... I was say I was there was another player. I was like, mm, is that a very good? I was thinking about Doherty. No, I was thinking about Doherty actually. <laughs> yeah, Doherty's been good. Yeah, he's really been good. good if you look at his starts and stuff. But I like would that, say but... for him, he was probably better in the previous season. Yeah, like yeah. I, again, he's another one who's done well. George Baldock as well at, at Sheffield United, I think, deserves a, a, a shout. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I you can't compete with Trent. I mean, the the standard and the precision of his plays in forward areas. Yeah. I mean, no one comes close from that position. No, so, yeah. Gets it's an obvious vote. one with Trent. I will say, though, I know you bring up, I think Walker has had a really good uh, year. He didn't have a great year, you know what I mean? First half of the season. He had a really good second half of the season. But no, I mean, Trent, obviously, is clear. Yeah. It's obvious. I think that's the easy pick. Probably, yeah. well, that and another guy in midfield will be the easiest picks, I think. Um, yeah. But centre-backs. I First centre-back, I've gone Van Dyke. Same. Yep, Van Dyke. It's just me. again, it's another one where it's like, well, who did you, you know? Again, I, I actually, I don't think he's been quite as good as the previous season, but no. he's still been head and shoulders above probably everyone else, really. Well, that's the thing. So, like he, he's that good that even though he wasn't as good as last season, he's still been the best, mm. been the best in my opinion. So, I, uh, I think that was an easy one. And my partner with him is Egan from Sheffield United. Mm. I I've know, gone, uh, I know you disagree with that because I know your pick there. Well, yeah, I mean, I've gone for Tarkovsky, but I think there's a, there's a couple with, with Tarkovsky and Egan in particular, or to be fair, any of the back three from, from Sheffield United, you could have had Basham or O'Connell in there. Yep. I, I wouldn't have argued with any of them, but I'll go for Tarkovsky again for me. I think all the Sheffield lads have been consistent all season, and I think Tarkovsky's just been slightly above, and we're not talking massive levels here, but on a metric system, maybe 0.5 or above them in terms of the overall performance. Mm-hmm. He's had a he's had a good year. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he 
if he makes the Euros next year as well, if he keeps it up. So I'll, I'll stick with Tarkovsky for my pick. And who's yeah, I, I I went Tarkovsky as well. It was a tough one because, like you said, he could have gone for any of the Sheffield United boys, but I don't know. Like Perks, I just there's something about Tarkovsky. You do feel like maybe he's just been that slight slight level above. It's very close, but. You know, what Burnley have done in terms of clean sheets to fly as well this season. I, I, yeah, I, I'm happy with Tarkovsky. Being it there. helps the way they play. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. If you put Egan at Burnley centre-back, he's probably going to look that little bit more imperious. Yeah, so, yeah uh, he would. Any yeah. of them are good shouts. Yeah. Well, there's my pick gone. <laughs> it's going to happen to what all of us at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, okay. Tarkovsky is partnering Van Dijk at uh, the heart of the defence. Uh, left back. I actually went Andy Robertson, oh. but I've also got a slash because I thought Stevens mm. comes close, in my opinion, at Sheffield United. I thought he deserves a, uh, a shout there. I thought he's okay. been really consistent. But what's everyone I've else's gone. pick? I think you're going to be not happy with mine, but... Uh... Don't say men. No, go on. But I'll, I'll let Perks go first. I'll let you what? go first, Perks. Oh, you, you, yeah, I mean, it's going to be inconsequential what you've gone for because I've gone for Stevens. Oh, fair enough. Uh, but I, I mean, by the logic of, of the centre-backs as well, I mean, he just absolutely deserves it. Thoroughly consistent all season long. Question marks over him whether or not he could step up and perform in the, in the Prem, having been let go by Villa previously. And yeah, undoubtedly for me, the, the most consistent and given what you expect from a player as well at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. I think Robertson's had another good year. Numbers always speak for themselves as far as he's concerned, but I'm, I'm going Stevens. I'm not going to pick a whole team of Liverpool players, even though they walk the league. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I mean, my, it's already gone, but my, my pick was, it was more of a, probably a selfish pick, more of just because I like the player really, which is silly, I guess, but, and he has a, I think he's had a decent season. Who I is this player? I went yeah, for Dinya. Yeah. I went for Dinya. Mm. Um, see the reason why is because I, I like that sort of left back I like like attacking left backs I don't know I just I rate him as a player I just don't yeah, think he's I, been as good as last season I think he was no, I don't that, think he's been anywhere near yeah, last I, season he's yeah. not been as good as last season but I, when I look at left backs I just I just like what he does I don't know I just think he's well I guess he's not really underrated because people do know about him but no, I, he, think I think he, he could I agree man team, a really yeah. tough team for me I, I've I, said for, for the last couple of years that Everton are lucky to have him so yeah, completely, he could easily be a United or a Chelsea or whoever City or so. I feel like if he was in Liverpool's team, he'd be getting similar numbers to Robertson, yeah, maybe even better assists because he's probably, yeah, probably a better would. crosser of the ball. So, yeah, yeah, I, he was probably never going to get in the team, but that's just how I went for. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's uh, so our back five essentially, including the goalkeeper, is Pope, Trent at right back, Van Dijk and Tarkovsky, and then Stevens at left back. So solid. Solid, a solid. It's a solid start. That's five out of five for me so far. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. I might change now, though. Yeah, but I'm thinking it will. Well, the, well, my midfielder, right, I'll start. Cause you I get the st- obvious one out of the way. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's go. KDB, I mean, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Yeah. yeah, De Bruyne. De Bruyne because De Bruyne. De Bruyne yeah, because De Bruyne, much. literally, yeah. <laughs> so, is there any more to say about him? He's just amazing. He's probably the best player in the Prem. Oh yeah, that, yeah. For me, it's funny yeah, though because head and shoulders above. It's funny though because he has had probably an off two or three games in the last two or three games, but he's still, you know, he's still. I mean, that free kick against Watford, it's like it's, the delivery is just amazing. Yeah, even when he's not playing that well, so he just does something every game pretty much. So yeah. And what obvious. is he now? One behind or is he equal? To, one uh, behind. Norbury, one behind. So. One behind. <laughs> yeah. Pray for Norwich on the final day. day. Oh, he's gonna get it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's gonna, gonna be setting up. I tell you what. You, you watch that. Fact. I mean, not many people might not be watching that game. It's not really important, but you watch the amount of chance he puts on a play. And if people miss, he's going to go absolutely ballistic. <laughs> well, As we'll you see. would. Yeah. I, I think he'll easily do it because I think you're going to so. smash them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll, see. we'll see. Right. So KDB's in. Right. I don't think you, you guys are going to agree with me on my other two picks. Okay. So my well, other we'll find two out. are Jal Moutinho from Wolves and mm. Henderson. Liverpool, I have gone Henderson. I did. I did Henderson because I thought this has probably been his best season in terms of consistency at mm-hmm. Liverpool and and just yeah. showing how much he means to the team. I, I can't remember the win percentage off the top of my head, but without him, obviously, it's less and more with him. And I just think he epitomizes everything Klopp wants from your midfield. So in a year yeah, when no, we walked the league, essentially, I, I thought he deserves to be in there alongside KDB. I think um, no. I mean. I don't think he should be winning player of the year, personally, by any stretch of the imagination, Henderson. But I think he should be in team of the year because I think he's been one of the best 11 players, you know, mm-hmm. in the season. I think he has been really solid. Um, 
It's weird with Henderson because a lot of people used to think like, uh, used to really underrate him, didn't they? Or just say he was pretty rubbish. And I think he has improved as a player. There's no doubt he's a much better player now than he was in 2015, for example. He's not trying to do the same things he used to do in 2015. That's why mm. I think because under Klopp, he's more, more or less had his game simplified. He's the energy. He's aggression. He wins the ball. He back. Used to him. He, he used to try and be like the Gerard, didn't he? I'm going to be the new Gerard and all this, and it's like. You've not really got the skill set, Jordan, to be the new Gerard. Um, but he's, yeah, he's like you said, matured. He's, he's matured. Yeah, he's a, he's a better player now. He's just a more mature player, more responsible player. So yeah, and he's you know, I don't think he's I don't think he's been the best Liverpool player this season, but I do think he's been the one. He's been the leader. He's the captain, and he's led the team well. So yeah, I agree. No, did, I'm, did you I'm I'm in agreement. Yeah, I do have Henderson. I think for all the reasons that you guys have said, and just. Out of all the midfield options at the club, I don't think there's anyone particularly sparkly or that that shows off all that much. We know the goals and assist numbers aren't great from midfield, but in terms of someone who you know you can rely on every single game you play now, he's gotten to that level of consistency where you trust him uh, for England as well, to be fair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm not going to look past Henderson. Definitely deserves to be in there for me. Okay. Mm. So then the third one. So I went Moutinho. And I, I, I just know, don't think anyone like else that. has got him. I just think yeah, that he's think. been really good again for Wolves and solid. And to considering what is he now, like 33, 34, mm. to still be yeah, at that level. Player. Pretty and, much and plays every dictate. game. Yeah, like, yeah. I think he's been quality and I, th- I thought he deserved mm. a shout. Definitely. Well, uh, I've gone I've gone the one that even I'm not particularly happy with, but I've, I've done it just based on the impact and the numbers Fernandez. speak for themselves. I've gone Bruno Fernandes. I know he hasn't been there for a whole season. I, I don't like picking players in team of the season who haven't been there for a whole year, but the impact that he made on the season itself for United and for the teams in and around them, remove him from the equation and United will probably finish 10th. <laughs> so the, the, you just for me, especially if United do get Champions League as well, if they, if they do make third or fourth, I mean, that but before he arrived it wasn't even close. Like I said, it wasn't even contentious. So the impact he's had on the team, how he's improved them with considering everyone wrote them off and thought they were a million miles away. He's proven otherwise. And I think he's made Marshall a better player. He's made Rashford a better player in time. We'll see him do a lot for Pogba, I'm sure, but I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for Bruno, even though I'm not particularly happy with it. He him. has been fantastic. And literally the only reason I didn't pick him was because of the, Season aspect yeah. of it, oh, but no, I agree. I think um, numbers. Well, I would have picked for that Bruno Fernandes if he'd have played the whole season because obviously you know his record speaks for itself, and he has had a massive impact on the United team. They wouldn't be anywhere near where they are now without him. They'd be probably where Arsenal are, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, tenth, um, tenth exactly. What yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. This is more of a. Well, I don't even know if it is a left field pick. Ironic because he plays on the left. Um, but I've gone for Jack Grealish. Um, and the reason I've gone for Jack Grealish, I know you're going to... The reason I've gone for Jack Grealish is because similar to Bruno... Not, well, not the same impact as Bruno Fernandes United, but if you think about where would Villa be without him, I, I don't think they'd... I think they'd be down by now. I think they'd be... Where, maybe where Norwich are. You know, and, and you can go off stats and all this and say, oh, he's only got six goals, seven assists, whatever it is, because I looked at the stats before and it's like, yeah, fair enough. It's not an amazing season, but I don't know. I just think he... He just gives something more to that team. He is. The He's definitely of that their team. focal point going forward, and everything point. goes through yeah. him. And I, I do think in a better team, he will produce. I do. Like people say, oh yeah, but he's not. You know, if he was in, if he was in Liverpool's team or City's team, he'd be getting way more than seven assists and six goals. Yeah. Come on. The we only thing is, that. though, I always compare in my mind uh, Grealish to Madison, and I'd have gone Madison ahead of him. Well. No, I think Grealish has been... I think we had this discussion a few months ago, didn't we? I think Grealish has been slightly ahead of Madison this season, personally. I think Madison might be the slightly better player, but I just think Madison's been a bit hot and cold at times this season. Like, yeah, I know he's had good spells, Madison, but he does blow cold a lot of the time as well for me. Mm. I just think Grealish has been a little bit more consistent um, overall. I I, I just... I like him as a player as well. I just think he's... I think one of players that you like, I don't know. I think me and Sud agree that Fernandez shouldn't be in the team because mm. of the season aspect. And yep. even though everything you said, Perks, is spot on about him because he has been fantastic and definitely turned them around. I think we should leave the pick up to you, Perks, out of mine and Sud's choices. Right. Uh, just quickly on Grealish then, I'll say that I don't think he did anything for three months. 
at the beginning of the season. I really don't. They played him central. He was, mm-hmm. until he moved out to the left, I don't think he really did anything. Forget numbers, just impact on the game. I'm sure a Villa fan will disagree with me because they love him, but he, he's a good player. I agree. It put him in a better team. He'll, he'll perform to a higher standard. His chance creation percentage, I think, is, is behind De Bruyne and maybe yeah. Alexander-Arnold. And mm-hmm. other than that, it's... Yeah, I think, it's right I, think I looked, he was fourth overall, which in a yeah. team like Villa is pretty amazing. Really. For a team that literally don't yeah, score don't goals. Yeah, don't, so, yeah, don't make yeah. anything. So, no, he, he does. He has he has certain stats that you can't look past. But I, if I have to pick between the two you've put to me, then it's it's Jao Moutinho for, for his impact on the whole season. Again, it's no another year f- for Wolves. And I, I think, especially with Ruben Neves, I don't think he's, he's quite delivered. Mm-hmm. Not to carry him. Oh. Berks, you froze, to, mate. You fr- we're going to have to start oh. again. You fr- yeah. kind of froze for And you're going to have to give I'm it a little I'm moving for me. Yeah, I know. It froze for us too. Yeah. Am I back? You're back. You're back now. Yeah, yeah. it just froze. Yeah. Berks, Where did I get to? Uh, you were about to you say alongside Neves. He Neves, was, sorry. And then that was it. All right. Good? So yeah, alongside Neves, who who I don't think has particularly kicked on and had the impact that you would have thought with another year, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Matinho. I'm happy with that. I think he's he hasn't carried him, but he, he's definitely been the the standout option for me in that Wolves team. Mm-hmm. We know how consistent they are. His performances in the big games are there for all to see. He's, he he barely misses a beat. So. Yeah, Moutinho for me, just about. Sorry, Jack Grealish. And just quickly on Moutinho, I'm one of the people back in the day, probably about five five plus years ago, who used to think, oh God, everyone raves about Jal Moutinho. Every time I see him, I don't really think that mm-hmm. much about him. And since he's come to the Premier League, I've been able to see his qualities on display. I don't know if he's changed yeah, as yeah. a player over the years and you know I, def- uh, redefined his game uh, the older he's got, but he just seems... <laughs> Perfect for special. To be fair, I, I don't have a problem with Matinho being in the team. Um, I think I, I I do I really like what Grealish has done this season. But I've, yeah, you've got for consistency, and I think Coutinho, uh, Coutinho, Coutinho, Coutinho did not well at really, Bayern. Yeah, Matinho, <laughs> <laughs> Matinho, I should say. Um, yeah, he's a solid player, isn't he? He's just he, you know, he just makes everything look easy. Yeah, he's just a he's a nice player to watch. I, I don't know. I, I just kind of like him. He's, Alongside Neves, it's a nice partnership. Like you said, Neves probably hasn't had the same impact he had in the first season, but going into next season, if them two can... I mean, he's getting older, I guess, but if them two can stick around, I can't see Wolves having a poor season. Yeah, and to be fair, shout out to Wolves. They've done fantastic considering oh, they're yeah. in Europa League as well. But um, mm. yeah, let's move on to the front three then. <sighs> okay, so it's we'll start tough. with the right side. Okay. Now, I initially had Salah for balance. But after we spoke off air, um, Sud said that he was just kind of swapping the two. Yeah, I, I'm not going with left I've, or right. I'm just kind of going. I put Marnie on the right. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I put Marnie on the right as well. Well, I I don't have Marnie in my team, so wow, I've I've gone away from wow. that. <laughs> I, I've gone I, again on the on the logic of we're allowed to cheat a little bit here if they mainly play from the left or the right. I've gone for Rashford. Wow. Well, that is uh-huh. pick Which for me is it, yeah is a, is a is a far left pick I'm sure, but my thinking behind it is that in terms of the what people expected from him at the start of the season, I mean everyone would say it. I said it. Rashford doesn't score goals. He doesn't do this. Every now and then he'll pop up with something. I think his levels have have really come on, and I think we saw that very early on in the season where it looked like he was going to be a major player. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of the season pre Bruno Fernandez, if you like, he carried United. And you could see it weighing on him a little bit, but again, for me, someone so young still having such an impact and, and kicking his own game on goals, assists, all his numbers are up. So yeah, um, I, I couldn't look past him for one of the wide roles, but yeah. I mean, I, it's impossible that part of the team. There's so many choices. It's hard. It is yeah. hard. I mean, to be fair, Rashford has been great this season. He's mm. definitely kicked on and uh, he's a talent <laughs> and he's also done really well off the pitch. We should give him credit there for what he's yeah, done. Yeah, he has definitely. The uh, I- children's stuff. I just want to say on Rashford though, with the argument a little bit of Grealish, for me personally, first two, three months, he wasn't great, Rashford. I think he improved from November onwards. I think first three months, a lot of hit and miss performances. He had a few games. I remember um, he it culminated in the, in the West Ham away game where you thought he's he's a bit burnt out here. But yeah, that, yeah. that just comes from, I think, like I said it before, he, he basically carried the team on his shoulders and when he was yeah. poor, they were poor. When he did something, they, they got something out of the games. But 
improved after Christmas a lot. Like he, he definitely yeah. stepped up after that, and yeah, he's, he's definitely a viable choice. I just think for me, Marnay, I don't know, I, Marnay's just he's just world class, yeah. isn't he? Like, I mean, I, I don't, I'm class. not arguing with Marnay. I mean, you, whoever yeah, you pick from from those or, or Salah, like whoever you'd go for, incredible season brilliant. again and unstoppable. Whoever he plays against, they struggle with him. So Marnay's a, I'm satisfied to to give my pick up there for Marnay. Yeah, Definitely. I think Marnay deserves it. He's been class this season and um, there was a stat the other day about how many points he's actually won for Liverpool, his goals and how many uh, big points that has won us across the season. Um, the one that sticks out mainly in my mind, well, I guess he got the assist in the Leicester game at home for the penalty last minute for Milner. The Villa game was it? Did the he Villa, that the... was the one yeah. that stuck out in my mm. mind. He got the goal and the assist for Robertson as well. Yeah. So massive pot to play there in two defining games this season. So let's go left side. I've gone Sterling. Yeah, well, uh, this is where I have a slash. I thought you guys would have agreed. No, I have a slash here. I do have Sterling as one of the slashes, but I also have Son as well. Right, he's not. And I'm re- I, I really I'm... struggle between them two because I, I, I think Son's been great again. I, I think Son's a really, I, I think Son's a really underrated player. I think he's a, Quality player. I don't think he's underrated. I think everyone rates him quite well. Maybe not as much now. The board. They did maybe before this season, but yeah. I just think um, I like some a lot. But then Sterling. I mean, I don't know. It's it's really hard not to put him in with the goal return he's got again. But do you know what? I actually I don't, don't think it's difficult to leave Sterling out this season. I think for for too much of the the season. I mean, I know he since since the restart he's he's mm. done well, but prior to that he was struggling. Yeah, he did have a spell. If we are talking numbers, he had a spell where goals and assists. Mm. I mean, I don't it think he's got any assists this season. To be like fair, like two or something, maybe. Yeah, something like, yeah but he, he had that run of, and it, like you said, it, it encompassed about two and a half months of the season where he just just wasn't doing anything, which is strange for him because he always seemed to to pop up with that back post goal, and it, it just deserted him. So no, I'm happy to leave him out. I've gone for a Bamiang on the left. Yeah, good. Shout. I had a feeling you were going to go a Bamiang on the left. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, especially with the season that Arsenal have had. I mean, we all know they're abysmal, but <laughs> he's the he's the constant, he's the shining light. And I mean, God forbid if they actually do lose him, then mm. I mean, well, yeah. And it is finishing and his level speaks for itself. So I, I don't, yeah. yeah, don't need to go into the any more detail. The only thing is I him. always have with Aubameyang is I always think his all-round play is missing. Yeah, I'd agree. I was about it's to like say. He's a world-class um, goal scorer, but yeah. like a good player, if you get what I mean. I, definitely, yeah. I think with Aubameyang, I mean, I, it was tempted to maybe put him in the left, but I don't know. There's something I think about. It, he's a quality striker, of course, but I don't know. There's just games I see him and I think you've not done anything all game. Like you've done nothing all game, and I know that's kind of his game. He just pops up for like ten minutes in a game and changes the game, gets a couple of goals. But too many games for Arsenal for me. He's not done enough on that left side. I don't know. I mean, you might just use too much disagree. I just think there's been games where I've thought. This guy could yeah, have easily I mean, been player of the year if he'd yeah. actually put a bit more effort in. And to be to be very games, honest, you know? I think you can say that about anyone. Salah's, I mean, Salah was terrible last night and he's one of the best players in the league. True. Sterling, we talked about, had the patch. Yeah, Just because Mane doesn't score or assist in a game, it doesn't make him a bad player. But I think, look look at what, where Arsenal actually are. I mean, if they are to finish up 10th, for him to have had the season that he's had again on the back of last year, it's, you know, put, imagine putting him on the left of Liverpool's Lineup or, or cities mm. or, or through the middle, wherever you prefer him. So mm. yeah, I'm I'm happy to go with him. I, 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 I know think... I'm not picking him for his all round play, but his finishing and his his consistency, I I'm, I'm happy with that. You might disagree. I don't think he'd get in City's team. Personally, I don't think Pep would have Aubameyang in his team. I don't think he works hard he, enough. No, he's not. He does work hard enough. Well, I don't know. I don't. I think there's been games where I've seen him kind of jogging, not really, not enough. I'm, I'm not saying he's like. Oh, a lazy player. I just don't think he works hard enough yeah. for a pet team. He's I don't not think a he typical works, City like, player, no, obviously. No, he's not. I don't but I mean, that. look, if you have full strength, if you have Sterling on the right, Aguero through the middle, Aubameyang left, it's... Uh, oh, I mean, it'd be a strong team. I just don't think... I just don't think Pep would go for that. No, neither do I. I, I but um, I wonder if Klopp would uh, go for him if he comes onto the market. Work with them at Dortmund. I know the age thing mm, at Liverpool yes. is not a... Like, they don't really like signing players over the age of 30. But, God, he would be good, wouldn't he? 
and a little yeah, bit free. Whoever, yeah, whoever, wherever he used to go, or if he stays, you know what um, you're getting from him. And, and goals. I mean, yeah, like even when his when his pace runs out, he's still going to be able to finish, and no doubt about that. His movement's just, good as well, isn't it? Obviously, we got a decision here, then, boys. Yeah. Who are we, we going to well, go for? Well, I think us two though have Sterling, don't we? Yeah, I have him as a slash. Yeah. The reason I say Sterling, I know people will say I'm not letting Son in there. <laughs> well, I, 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 why? I think Son's been great. I don't know. I, he I, seems patchy to me. I don't know I what don't the numbers so. say, I but. I mean, I love right, Son as a player. He's one of my favourite in the league. I think a lot of people like him and, you know, a lot of good things to say, but no, nah, not having it for think, a team um, this season Son's this year. a really good player, 100%. Yeah, he is. But it's I just don't player. think this season he is as good okay. as the players we've mentioned. Or being just quickly on, level just quickly with the Sterling one, because I guess that's what we're going to go for then. With Sterling though, you've got to say that he is a player that, I don't know, I you'd want him in your team. I mean, oh yeah, he just... Uh, not, he just can come up with he can score two goals in 10 minutes and just change a game so yeah I think he's just got a goal scoring knack now hasn't he even, even though I think I said I think I said to you two at one point that he, he, for me he could be a player that has 40-50 goals a season if you put his chances away if you, I remember at the turn of the year you yeah. also said he needs to be out of the team now he's in your team of the season <laughs> yeah well I did think it was, there was a period where he was really poor for a while but I just yeah. think he's I don't know the rest of it when he's on he's on isn't he that's the mm. thing with Sterling. When he's on form, he is on. He looks like one of the best wingers in the world when he's actually... No, I, I like Sterling. I feel like yeah. Sterling is, um, in a way, similar to Salah, when even when they don't have a good game, mm. the defences are so preoccupied with him and they make such good penetrating runs that they create space mm. for others anyway. So yeah. it's like having them in the team benefits the rest of them around them, so... Yeah, I mean, it I'm speaks it speaks it. volumes, doesn't it? That even when he was enduring his bad run, Pep kept him in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if, he, if he was poor to the extent of not doing anything, he would have been straight out with a manager like that. So, 100%. yep, Sterling for me on the left. I'll I'll go with you boys on that. All right. So, front, okay. forward. Mm. I mean, you could have had a Bamiyang in here, to be fair, as well. This was a room. nightmare for me. I hated this pick. My picks were, I've got a slash. I've got Vardy and Ings because I just think that the levels that they got to in the teams they're in, there's mm. one of them probably deserves to be in there, in my opinion. Well, ain't for me, no, I know that. <laughs> no, no. What was his first home goal of the season? Yeah. yeah. Last night. Even though he does make I mean, for me, I, I really. like for me, you know, he's a great player, but he, he hasn't scored enough goals this season. But um, yeah, I've gone for Vardy. I've gone for, I haven't done a slash. I've just gone straight for Vardy because he's going to win the golden boot, it looks like. Another, you know, you've got to take his agent to kind of live it as well. What are you, 32 now? He's still doing it at 32, you know. He's still got that pace, still frightens defenders, still got that finishing ability. He's just a quality player, isn't he? I mean, he's he's got to be one of the most sort of surprising stories as a striker. I mean, he's going to go down as a Premier League. Yeah, he will go down as a Premier League great, won't he? I think. I mean, he's won the title with Leicester. Helps City, that he's won the title as well, yeah, yeah and played a well, I mean, look at his goal. He's got the What's record. Got? The record yeah, he does have that record. And he scored over 100 goals in the Premier League now, which pretty much means you're a legend, doesn't it, in the Premier League? And what did we hear goals. when he... Was it him when he made his debut for England? We kept hearing that he worked in the steel factory. Yeah. Yeah, Wherever it was. Come a long way. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that, that's funny, Vardy. This position for me, I had a, I had a choice of three. and I, I haven't slashed it, but I'll, I'll go into the others. I went for rings as well, um, simply because... I don't. I know people think Ings is a good player, and it's always been you know well spoken of. But I don't think anybody really thought he could get to this level of goals, mm-hmm. especially in a in a Southampton team. So uh, I can't look past him. The the consistency of the finish. He always seems to come in, make that little angle on his right, and bend it into the corner. You know what's coming, and you can't stop it. And that's the sign of a good player. So. Oh. I've I've gone for Ings, and if I was to go into my slashes, it would be Vardy or Jimenez, who I think's been amazing again. Yeah, Jimenez, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Deserve again, so Vardy for the same reasons as you. I mean, everybody knows what Vardy is now. Don't really need to say any more. But any of those three, I'd be more than happy with as my team of the season. Does that mean that I get the final pick because I had Vardy slash Ings? So I have to because obviously yeah, you guys so. are split. Yeah. That's a tough one, man, because Ings, I really like the Liverpool and I was excited when Klopp first came in because I thought Ings is a perfect type of striker for him, especially when we were at that level. People tend yeah. to forget when he came in, we were like eighth, something like that, eighth sort of team. And unfortunately for Ings, he got those two, I can't remember the crucial uh, really injuries, injuries, but they were Knee really injuries, bad. I'm pretty yeah. sure. 
and he was out for long periods of time. And unfortunately, that ruined his Liverpool career. So I'm glad he's gone yeah. on to do what he's done at Southampton. And we always thought he was a good player, but like you said, I didn't think he could get to that level. But I think I'm going to go Vardy. For the simple fact is Vardy scored more goals and he looks yeah. like he's going to win Golden Boot. And the consistency of Vardy over the last few seasons, I'll take his age into account as well because like Vardy as well, he's getting to, he's getting on now. What is he, 32, 33? I think mm-hmm. Sud said. And 32, I think he is. He's a guy who seems to rely on his movement and pace so much and to somehow still be able still to keep up with that at this age. He doesn't even look like he's going to lose it. He will like, at some I, point. I might be wrong. I'll say this now and he'll score like two goals next season or season. It'll be rubbish. but And it'll, it'll be like how Rooney deteriorated. But I don't know. I just oh, get the sense that... I just get the sense that he, he probably... I think he will still score for at least another couple of seasons, maybe three. I just... He's he's naturally... A, you know, he's naturally... His natural fitness is amazing. I must you know, admit, he's actually one of the very few strikers who every time they seem to get a chance, they hit the target at least. Yeah, even he, if he doesn't hit the net back in the net. He's a deadly finisher. I mean, he is a deadly finisher. There's no doubt about that. You know, some of his finishes are amazing. I, I vaguely remember a conversation at the start of the season where we were talking about Vardy and, and I think we all had the consensus of, oh, it's another year. Mm, is he still going to have that? And yeah, absolutely. He's had it in abundance. Yeah, so yeah, can't deny his, his place in the team. Yeah. Okay. Well, that completes the team now. Do you guys want a manager of the season in there to manage that team? Because obviously I'm saying Klopp considering he Are we also going to do a quick player of the season as well? Because we've uh, that's going to be a contentious one, maybe. Uh, God, I don't, I don't know about manager of the season. It has to be Klopp. But I, I, people will go Chris Wilder, but mm-hmm. I mean, Klopp's achievement is is the achievement yeah. for me. So yeah, okay. I'm happy so with that. Klopp is managing that team. So just quickly before we do talk about the individual player. So Nick Pope in goal. Trent at right back, Van Dijk and Tarkovsky centre back, Stevens at left back. Then we got a midfield three of Moutinho, Henderson, and De Bruyne, and front three of Mane, Vardy, and Sterling with Klopp managing them, which is not it's a pretty a good team. team. Yeah, they're all right. I'll take it. Uh, I, I think that would win the league, personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, pretty easily, <laughs> to be honest with that team. Uh, yeah, I guess we're we going to. The individual player right. out of that uh, team. Well, so I just I mean, can't wait to say De Bruyne. I know. <laughs> Oh yeah, just, I mean, please let me pick my player. Let me pick my player because for me it's just an obvious choice. I don't even think it should be a debate, personally. Um the only one I'd even debate with is Marne, but for me, I just think De Bruyne's been sensational this season. Was it 19 assists and is it 12 goals, I think? 11 goals, something like that, 11 or 12 goals now. Mm-hmm. Um I know people say, oh, he's had a few penalties now, but he's so what? Like the, the guy's just well, he's just a world class. He's the best player in the league for me. Um and I just think, a bit, you know, he was already, I wouldn't say robbed because Salah, isn't it? Not, I'm not saying Salah didn't deserve it in 17-18, but people, I know people are going to, Liverpool fans are going to come out with this argument, oh, you have to give it to Liverpool because they've got 99 points. Well, City got 100 points and we didn't get a player, getting player of the year. So The bitterness. That argument. No, the it's salt. not even bitterness. I it's want a bitterness. Liverpool player it's... to win it just for the bitterness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a little. I, I I think a little player probably will win it, but I don't think it'll be right. I think it'll it's be... Genie Vinaldum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That'd be ridiculous. But, um, yeah. I I think I don't know. I think if you ask most football fans, I think they'd want De Bruyne to win it. I might I might be. I, I think so personally. Every poll no. I've seen was on a way I've seen De Bruyne winning. So as much as I'm arguing for, for wanting thing, to get but... it in, no, I'm I'm with you. De Bruyne yeah. for me, head and shoulders above yeah. the rest. It's just it, it's I see him in the same way that I saw Hazard. The impact that he has on game after game after game, it's 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 phenomenal. And I think you've really seen this season what you missed last year when he was out of the team and, and what he means to City. I know it's bizarre because you didn't win the league this year, but just just his impact on the team and, and with a squad of superstars, to, to see the difference that he can actually make well, coming in, coming out. Hmm. Yeah, for me, well, far and well, away the best player. I'll tell you something, without him in the team this season, it's an easy thing to say, without him in the team, we'd have, we'd be right there probably on the final day, scrapping for the fourth position. You'd be 10th alongside Arsenal and United. Not sure about I don't know if we'd be 10, I don't know if we'd be that bad, but we'd have definitely probably been 10, maybe 12 points lesser off because he has pretty much got us through games this season single-handedly, got us even points when we should have lost or, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, I always think of that goal he scored against Newcastle away and that was yeah, a yeah. quality goal. Like, I think... Uh... Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to go along with it. Um, 
Who do you want though? Who do you you going to actually go? You want Henderson. My personal opinion would be Mane or Henderson because of the fact that we've walked the league, and that in my opinion, anyway, with Henderson, he's just that he's the best of his career. He's up this game, and he's been the most consistent throughout his career. But the hard thing to debate with the whole De Bruyne thing is De Bruyne is easily the best player in the league, and he's hit consistent levels of being the best player. So Mm. it's one of those really. It was like, I mean, how many years? Was it that like Aguero didn't get team of the year and stuff? Just, and it was because he was at such a level. Everyone's just like, yeah, he's great. Yeah, it's yeah, Aguero. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. So he didn't get the adulation he deserved. So I'm not, I'm not begrudging De Bruyne winning it. I mean, if he wins it, I, he I always feel though, to win it. I just think other players you, deserve it too. So you used to my disagreement. I think if Aguero had been at United or Liverpool, he would have won probably three or four player <laughs> of the years. Oh, here we go. I think there's yeah, a, I think there's a club. Here we City. go. No, I do, I do, I do think that no, because them, especially them two clubs historically, they're clubs that you know journalists and stuff all they all follow more. I just, I just think that plays a part. Not even with City. I think with <laughs> Chelsea players in the past. I right? Think with can we ask Arsenal players? Can or, we have the neutral in this chat answer that question? What do you think of that? Because obviously, me and Sud are City and Liverpool fans, so we're we're a little biased at whatever way we come at it. No, nah, don't agree. Not having it. I th- look. I mean, he couldn't have done it. Won more honors. No, no. United rather than City. Not in terms of being in team of I the season. Think. I mean, the fact that he missed out for as many years as he did was was laughable. I mean, he's he's absolutely a goal machine in every sense of the word. One of the best mm-hmm. strikers I've ever seen. But like like Luke said, literally he was taken for granted. And I'm I'm not saying that the players that got in ahead of him were never better or on par or you could argue for because it was always it would always seem to be someone. If it wasn't Rooney, it was Drogba, it was Van Persie, it was Kane. There was just there was just always another name. So I I think his his consistency was taken mm-hmm. for granted. But mm-hmm. no, I mean it, it would have been Did the same. It would have been the same. He would have been at United, done the same really? thing, and, and Rooney would have got in. So mm-hmm. no. I I don't agree. Well, I think it's a debate for another day, lads. But yeah. we will we'll leave it there, and we'll leave it on the fact that I'll go with the uh, consensus of the group that De Bruyne deserves to win Player of the Year. So there's our picks. That's a WSBC pick, and you've had our team of the year and manager of the year all rolled into one, so that worked out nicely. But that does bring an end to the podcast, so thanks for listening, as always. And if you are listening to us on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and comment with your thoughts below on what we've covered today. Who would make your team of the year and who is your player of the year? Do let us know. And if you want to follow the podcast on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at World Sports Book Competition and the links in the description below. And if you're listening to us on any audio platforms, please leave us a nice review and pass on the pod. But anyway, thanks for joining me as ever, guys. And we'll be back next week to discuss the uh, final day of the Premier League season. Have a good week, guys. Bye. See you, guys. This is the World Sports Book Competition podcast brought to you by Avantage Entertainment.